Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It is our weekly podcast with in-depth stories about the weather and climate with a focus on how those things interact with our daily lives. I'm your host, meteorologist Dean DeVore. Glad to be back in the host chair. Thankful to our executive producers, Andrew Robb and Ken Prell, for filling in last week while I had some arthroscopic knee surgery to fix a torn meniscus. I know many of you have been through the same thing and know how painful that has. Certainly the cold that many of us had to deal with in the Great Lakes in the Northeast here over this past week has been kind of painful too after it was so warm just the week before. But as we take an to this weekend before Thanksgiving and then the week beyond, the weather pattern quiets down a little bit here. It looks like some chilly rain events building for later in the weekend and into the early part of next week as we go from the middle of the country eastward. But certainly, AccuWeather meteorologist Bill Dagger and I will join together and talk about the weather as we go into this weekend before the Thanksgiving holiday and especially look at how you can plan for the weather however you're handling the Thanksgiving holiday week. But this week in our first Rays of Focus segments, well, you know, we dipped into our mailbag to look for some ideas and we came up with a great suggestion. It was based on a question from Sarah from Bend, Oregon, who wrote, thanks for all the great information on the podcast. I was wondering if there are things that we should do for our pets as we make the turn from fall into winter. Certainly seemed like a great question to us. So we're going to talk to a couple of folks here, one from Dogtopia and... That will get us the canine perspective and then my own veterinarian with the feline perspective. As fall and winter provide new adventures as we get ready for the turn into the winter months and the winter holidays, friends, it's time to talk about everything under the sun. So here we are. This is episode number nine in our fall series. We'll have one more fall series episode as we get ready for Thanksgiving next week. But as we get late in the fall and into winter, we had a question from one of our listeners, as I mentioned in the opening, about what we can be doing to get our pets ready for this uh, coldest time of the year, late fall and early winter. We're going to split it up into the canine and feline perspective because sometimes those things can be wild the opposite. Dogtopia is a company that has multiple locations throughout North America that offer all kinds of services, including daycare, boarding, spa, and other kinds of things. And Lorraine Rhodes is an environmental biologist with Dogtopia, experienced animal biologist, and she knows exactly what dogs are thinking as we head into some of the coldest months of the year. Lorraine Rhodes joins me here on Everything Under the Sun. All right, Lorraine, uh, let's start with the, I know, for me, as an allergy sufferer, personally as a human, my worst time is the fall. And it seems to me on the canine side of things that that may be the situation too. And dogs kind of suffer from many of the same allergies that we do. Uh, they just may show them a little bit differently. But let's talk a little bit about that. This is a, this is a time for allergies that we can certainly see in our dogs and, and some things we could do to maybe try to treat that. 
Yes, you're right. Millions of people suffer from seasonal allergies and dogs are no different. Fall allergy season for dogs can really be defined as allergy seasons that peak between August and November. Uh, In many places across the country, milder temperatures mean dogs are out and about. They're maybe going for walks. They're going to the park with their pet parents and their family more frequently. So that, of course, exposes them to those environmental allergens more often. And right now we've got rad Weed, which is the biggest culprit of seasonal allergies for both humans and dogs. Fall is that time of year when ragweed pollen count can be at the highest. The prevalence of this invasive weed is spreading in some areas of the country with longer flowering seasons. And just one flower can create billions of airborne grains of pollen. So that is certainly um, something to be considerate of. And another thing is that mold can also be um, a cause of canine allergies. So as the weather turns cool and leaves fall to the ground, this creates piles of decaying plant matter, which is a perfect place for mold spores to grow. So that can also cause allergies. So you can really kind of go hand in hand if you track uh, AccuWeather.com and our allergy forecast. It probably is in line with the same things that your dog would uh, certainly be dealing with as well. I, I agree. I think the ragweed problem, for me at least, is getting worse. And I think dogs as well. Are there things topically we can do to help dogs with that? Or are there things internally we can do? What does the vet offer for those issues for, uh, for a dog that's dealing with allergies? Veterinarians have a lot of tools in their toolbox to help treat symptoms of allergies. You know, dogs have symptoms that'll look like scratching, dry, flaky skin, endless chewing and licking, you know, that constant chewing. They can get those, uh, that red skin in between their paw pads and things like that. They can even have symptoms that look like a cold with sneezing and coughing, just like we have. Um, But certainly a veterinarian absolutely has all different kinds of tools in their toolbox for helping dogs with allergies. I do like to check AccuWeather for that allergy forecasting because you guys do a great job with providing information, detailed information, on allergens like ragweed pollen count and mold spores. So on the days when you have poor air quality and those allergens are really high, it's best to avoid actually going outside on those really awful days. Um, But then if you do, there's things that you can do like, you know, coming inside, washing their paws. Um, I like to wash my dog's paw pads often because she's tracking in those allergens. And then of course, wherever she lays down, that can create more opportunity for her to get allergies. Obviously, fleas are something that we worry about all year long. As we get into this late uh, fall season where we haven't quite had some killing freezes or frosts in our area yet, you know, all of the insects that are still alive are really, they're agitated almost. They, they're, they're, they're trying to get out the, the last bits of life here. You know, we think fall is maybe a time where fleas would be getting worse, but it may be a time for them to actually thrive, right? It depends on the region of the country, what your regional pressures are, but parasite control is incredibly important for dogs. So we always want to make sure that in places where you have milder climates, milder temperatures around 70 degrees, and especially in the fall season when precipitation and moisture increases, it actually is the perfect opportunity to have a surge in flea populations. So it's, you know, just as you think you're done with 
summer, you're done with those warmer temperatures, boom, you can have another surge of fleas and that can be certainly problematic for dogs. So I do think it's important to consider year-round parasite control. So flea and tick prevention, that is prescribed by veterinarians. And I do think it's quite important because we're seeing uh, things like increased populations with ticks. Mm -hmm. We're seeing their populations expanding and their range expanding in many areas. And this is concerning because, you know, the CDC is actually seeing an increase in people having tick-borne diseases and they're actually being diagnosed with things like that. So we've got to keep our pets. Yeah. I was going to say anecdotally here where we are in Pennsylvania, I would say the number of people that I know that now have Lyme or tick-borne disease is really sky rocketing. You know, you would think the prime time for ticks was always in the spring. But again, I just pulled the tick off the other day uh, that I wasn't expecting in the fall. And so Giardia uh, is another one, right, that we have to be concerned about. Yes, you're right. So Giardia is an internal parasite. It's a protozoa. And it's naturally occurring in our environment in places like lakes, ponds, streams, and even contaminated soil. So Giardia can cause an upset stomach or diarrhea in dogs. And that's typically the first thing you notice is your dog's having an upset stomach. And Giardia tends to peak during the late summer and into the fall because people are getting outside and hiking more and that increases their chance or exposure. But the good news is, you know, with all of these parasite concerns that we have, your veterinarian does have some things that you can do to prevent flea and tick, to be mindful of that. And also, you know, Giardia, which is very treatable, just needs to uh, be cautious. When we now think about the turn from fall to getting into winter, one of the things um, that uh, we all enjoy is holiday season. We really got to start thinking about things we take for granted in our house and we talk to adults and you know, we always got to think like what, how we would prepare for our kids in terms of putting things up and decorations and things that are holiday oriented. We got to think about that in terms of how we would treat that for our pets, right? Including our dogs. Oh, you're so correct. Absolutely. The holidays are a great time to indulge, celebrate, and spend time with our loved ones, but there's many potential safety risks. And something that we have been experiencing at Dogtopia right now is we're seeing an increase of what we call the pandemic puppy. It's this phenomenon where people who were kind of stuck at home went out and adopted their local shelter or found themselves uh, now pet parents of a puppy. So this holiday decor timeframe is even more important if you're new to having a dog or maybe you haven't had a puppy in a long time, it's really important to um, consider the things like breakable ornaments, potentially dangerous plants, ribbons, lights, candy, candles. I mean, how many of us like to put a candle out, nice scented candle, but of course here comes that tail wag that swipes it right off your coffee table. So that poses quite a danger, something to be very mindful of. Also, you got to remember that this time of year, we're going to be doing a lot more driving. And so I think that for, for holiday season, rather than flying, and where you may have been tempted to board your animal on those uh, flying trips or having someone else take care of it, you're actually going to be maybe taking it with uh, you more, uh, more travel for dogs. And, and that could be problematic, dogs that aren't quite used to it. And I think the other thing that you said there, too, with all these pandemic situations where we've had to move pets and dogs to different places, you know, after being in one place for so long, this is a whole brand new environment for them. Uh, just reducing that stress level in this time, it's hard enough to do for us as humans, but we got to do that for our pets and our dogs as well. 
Absolutely. Social distance travel is sort of what we're ha- we're seeing more. People maybe going out camping or doing things like road trips. You know, they're trying to stay safe with their social distance uh, travel. Um, but really planning for your puppy, planning ahead of time, making sure that your pets, if they're coming with you, are up to date on their vaccines. And please make sure they have proper identification tags. And I'm a big believer in the importance of microchipping. I think that you have such a better chance of scientifically proven, statistically proven of having your dog reunited with you if you are separated, unfortunately. So very important to consider microchipping your pet if you're considering a travel. Now, not every dog likes to travel. So if you do um, have something you need to do, consider boarding your dog at Dogtopia, uh, where the experts will happily let exercise and education come their way. Very happy to do that. Appreciate Lorraine's time. You can check out the website, dogtopia.com, D-O-G-T-O-P-I-A.com. In that website, you can find all of their services, links to all their social media. You can find a location. They've got uh, hundreds around the country and all the information that we talked about and more. Again, that's dogtopia.com. Thanks again to Lorraine. We're going to switch gears to the cat perspective. I'll be joined by my own veterinarian, Dr. John Griffith, after this on Everything Under the Sun. Listen to Weather Insider every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news with me, Bernie Reno, and Evan Myers. You'll get detailed insight into major weather events and learn the why behind the weather. Just subscribe to Weather Insider on your favorite podcast platforms today. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun. I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore, and this is our ninth episode in our fall series. We are taking this episode to kind of talk about our pets, how we get them ready through the fall and for the winter, especially with some of these big uh, winter holidays coming up. We went with the dog perspective in the first segment. I'll go now to a segment that has the perspective that fits me a little bit better been a cat person just because of the way my life is a little easier for me to handle with my lifestyle my partner's lifestyle traveling too so much so we have two cats they are luna and ren but we've had a long history of cats and we've had a long history with our favorite veterinarians at vca metzger animal hospital the founder fred metzger i've known personally here in the state college area for over 30 years we used to do radio programs way back in the day i've gotten to be good friends with one of the veterinarians dr john griffiths who got his veterinarian degree, Kansas State University out in Manhattan, Kansas. And John's been uh, doctoring with our cats over the last several years. And it was good to talk to him about not only getting cats ready for this fall and winter season, but I wanted to spend some time and ask him some questions about COVID and how pet care and being a veterinarian have changed. So John, I guess the first question is, how much has it been effective? Has it been tough not really being able to have close contact with your patients, both the human and the animal patients here over the last several months? Um, definitely. You know, we, we're very, uh, you know, we like to be very personable, you know, with, with people when we talk to them, you know, we, we don't like to be cold and just over the phone. So that's kind of, you know, I even the summertime, it was less of a challenge, you know, but we, we, we go out to the cars and talk to people, you know, we don't right. just stay in here and hide from them on the phone, you know, and, you know, the challenge is, you know, as it's getting colder, you know, going outside and talking, you know, when it's where it's freezing right. outside. So we even talked about potentially doing some FaceTiming with people, you know, just to, to have some face-to-face, you know, contact because that's, you know, that's what people want. That's what they deserve, you know, and you don't want to feel like you just dropped your pet off and then, you know, they came back out and you didn't, you know, know what happened to them. You want, you want to talk to the doctor, you know, like everybody wants to. So right. yeah, it's been, it's been been challenging is just 
I think the speed has been the biggest thing. You know, the, the people coming in curbside, calling in, going out, picking up the pet, bringing them to the clinic. You know, yeah, the process is a lot longer, right? It's, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's people are unfortunately, unfortunately, people are having to wait a lot longer. You know, and it is you know not fun for some people, and, and uh, it, yeah, it tends to slow things down quite a bit. Uh, have you seen? I mean, you know, we we've been talking about and human health, the ravages, not only the diseases caused, but just this lockdown and then and, and slowdown with mental health and other things. Have you seen pet health be affected, do you think, because of COVID um, and, the, and the pandemic? Um, not, I don't think so. Um, I think, if anything, people are probably, you know, paying more attention to their animals now than they ever have before. Right. Kind of um, like like me with my and, garden. This, yeah, this, yeah. Right? We, were, we were around them all the time, like through the day, yeah. they're working from home. So we, we see yeah. the things that maybe we didn't know before. So I think the animals are kind of, you know, they're kind of liking it. You know? They're getting to see mom and dad a lot more. Right. But, uh, but no, it is, it is you know, it is, you know, mentally, you know, challenging. You know, people, some people are scared to to bring their, you know, animals in, you know, which I, I totally understand that, you know, and they're, their concern, you know, and we unfortunately, because of uh, the COVID, you know, we've had to put people off. You know, they they've been very late getting their um, vaccines. You know, because for a while there, we weren't sure how this was going to pan out, and we were not doing as many appointments as before. So a lot of people. Right. I think we're stressing a little bit because their their shots weren't updated on time and things like that. Let's uh, let's switch now to talking about cats because and we just did a segment on getting dogs ready and dogs are a little different. Look, dogs go with people more out and about. They they travel usually more and and uh, you know and also I think dogs can handle people coming over to the house better as we get ready for these uh, wintertime holidays and stuff. Cats sometimes can uh, certain cats can be not so happy when other people come to the house or whatever. Are there certain general things that you tell people, hey, uh, start thinking about these things as we're changing seasons into the winter season with cats? Specific things here, it, it's more kind of holiday related, you know, especially with your Christmas trees and things like that, you know, right. you know tinsel, tinsel and uh, garland and you know, things on the tree. You know, what about the uh, meat pine, pine, pine needles? Pine needles and stuff like exactly. that? Exactly. Those, those are things, more specific things, you know, that uh, we, we worry about. You know, I'm glad you mentioned this subject because there are a few things I think, you know, uh, that maybe, you know, I reminded myself to talk to people more about this year too, you know, things like as far as an indoor cat goes, some things you want to make sure sure is that they they don't get outside you know if you right. if you have a cat that likes that you open the door you know likes to dash out Dart you know out, yeah. yeah you have to be careful you know of that that's a big one or any loose screens you know if they have a porch area they can get out and if they do have a way of getting out make sure they have a way of getting back in um, and, and so also that, i think you know with with more people around the house and maybe cats tend to hide a little bit more it may take longer yeah. to notice the uh, cat missing this it, time it, this, exactly in area, right another thing Things like uh, you know, if you go on trips and you leave your cat at home for you know any amount of time, uh, I'm, I'm sure hopefully most people don't leave them home very long. But right. you know, ma- making sure your heat is dependable. If, if your heat were to go off while you were gone, you know, and just making sure they have a place to stay warm, you know, a nice good bed with a blanket or something mm-hmm. like that. And also, uh, as winter comes, you know, obviously bad weather prevents people from going out. So two very important things for indoor cats is number one, make sure you, you know, make sure you don't wait till the last minute to get food. Or if you know bad weather is coming, you might want to stock up on the cat food, uh, especially if you have a cat that has a specific diet or a medical condition that he has to have, you know, right. if he doesn't, if he doesn't get that food, that can cause problems. And also two medications are a big thing. You know, don't wait to the last minute to refill medications, you know, because we, we've unfortunately dealt a lot with that on weekends. People are like, hey, my, my pills are right now. I need some now, you know, and, 
and uh, you want to make sure that you're able, you know, with bad weather that you, you know, if you're snowed in or you ice tea out or whatever, you can't get to the clinic. You know that you have that your cats. You know, some animals obviously the medication is very important. You know, so you want to make sure you keep stocked up on that. One thing that I noticed with uh, we haven't had it with uh, the girls yet, uh, but um, one of our older cats that's uh, no longer with us, Rio. Rio would this time of year start getting a lot of allergies and a lot of dry skin and yeah. even even licking fur off and some of those things and spots is that more of a, a drier weather winter kind of issue with cats yeah it's more of a fall 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 and spring or the or the worst seasons for that but that can happen any time of year if you have an animal with allergies they can start definitely start to have issues with the allergies especially when they're you know it depends on what type of heat you have in your house you know like that can cause issues with, with skin skin problems and yeah you betcha i think uh, doc for me it's always been you know we we just want to make sure that we're doing the right thing by our pets. And, and, I, and I'm sure in this time of situation, you know, eight, nine months ago before COVID, it was easy just to run over to the vet and say, Hey, I've got this problem. Can you, can you look, can't do that now. So, but I know you and your fellow veterinarians, uh, not only at Metzger, VCA Metzger, but throughout the world, I, I think you're really trying to take the time now to figure out how to interact with people better in this situation to try to make sure that their minds are eased and their pets' minds are at ease. I could easily, after I finish an appointment now, just call people on the phone, you know, and say, hey, here's what I did, you know, and here's what you need. But I'd like to go out to the car, you know, and, and obviously maintain safe distancing, you know, make sure we have masks on. But I'd like to go out and just, you know, talk to them and, you know, have a little one-on-one -on -one with them. I think that's, the, you know, that's, that makes them feel better. So uh, make sure that you kind of... Uh Make sure that the, the cats are not getting into any trouble this uh, holiday season. Make sure that you're keeping things that they might want to get to that might not be so good for them away from them. And just keep an eye on them like you would keep an eye on your kids, right? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, don't. This goes for any time of year. You know, don't leave your medications laying around. Don't leave. You know, I can. I could go all day on you know different things you shouldn't leave around. You know, right. there's uh, some of the more common things are you know like um, string, tinsel. You know, um, sugar-free gum is a big thing. You know, it's really deadly to cats, cats and dogs. It has uh, ibuprofen. Yeah. That's not a good one. I, oh yes, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you might as well. Yeah, uh, horrible. Yeah. So just any medications you take, you know, uh, just make sure they're up out of, out of the way. Don't. You know, don't leave it laying around. You know, dogs are worse at that, but cats can get into that too. And I mean, maybe when you're taking your medication, maybe you do it in a bathroom with the door closed, you know, because we hear a lot of stories about people getting their pills out and oh, one fell on the floor. Here comes, you know, kitty or whoever and grabs it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, you know, you can't, it's hard, it's hard to be 100%, you know. Uh, right. You know, they, they get into so much trouble, but cats are obviously very curious and um, yeah, normally when something make... falls on the floor, that's a gain to them, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, they run off and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a problem, definitely. Well, John, I appreciate the time. Uh, great information. Um, I look forward to seeing you soon and a little more personal interaction when things uh, get uh, more normal. Yeah, definitely. Well, now you know why Joel and I have been going to our friends at VCA Metzger Animal Hospital for so many years. Thanks to John for spending time with us. If you are in the State College area, you can give them a call if you need help. 814-237-5333. 814-237-5333. can also check them out on the web, vcahospitals.com slash Metzger. That's vcahospitals.com slash Metzger. M-E-T-Z-G-E-R. They've got all their services, contact information, and information about how you can know your pet and everything else on that website and more.
We're going to look at the weather. Bill Dager is going to join me next as we get ready for the weekend ahead and the week beyond. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving, too. All that and more coming up next on Everything Under the Sun. Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun, the ninth episode in our fall series as we get ready to turn the corner from fall to winter. First, the Rays of Focus segments, we looked at animals and getting them ready as we make the turn from fall to winter. And I'm joined now by meteorologist Bill Dagger. We're not a couple of animals. I mean, we have two cats here. <laughs> we have two cats here in the uh, Otto for Hernandez yeah. household and the DeVore household. What do you guys, do you guys have any pets over there? in the Yeah, neighborhood? we we have a little Boston Terrier dog and uh, uh, he's, uh, oh, we just turned nine years old a couple of weeks ago. So he's still, still quite active, waiting for him to slow down. Hmm. He's a very hyperactive guy. And I'll sometimes refer to my house as a zoo in general with all the kids <laughs> we have. I have uh, uh, Bill's uh, graciously extending his time before the kids invade the office here. And, <laughs> you know, one of the things I mean is, uh, again, uh, the weather weeks, it seems like we get really, really ramped up with a lot of stuff going on and then it starts to calm down a little bit. I think we're kind of in that ebb a little bit here over the next couple of days where there aren't any big ticket items. Of course, Bill and I were on Weather Insider earlier in the week when we saw IOTA slam into Central America and Nicaragua just 15 miles south of where Ada did just previous week. So look, Polo, as we just record this late on Thursday, Polo is no longer a, a true tropical system. It's down to a depression. So for the first time since when? March? <laughs> May? <laughs> feels April, like it. It feels like it. We have not had a true tropical system on the map here going into the weekend. So, hey, we're making progress. It is November, right? Yeah. And on Weather Insider, I tempted fate there by saying maybe we get a little bit of a, a break here mm -hmm. uh, for a while. I'm looking at our graphics here on AccuWeather.com and I'm seeing a banner that says no development expected. I don't think I've seen that in the Atlantic for a long time. There's two areas we're watching for a really small chance of development in the Caribbean and off the uh, coast of the Bahamas between there and Bermuda. But even that's not looking very likely. And if it does develop that one off uh, the Atlantic coast. We'll stay away from the U.S. All right. So we can probably put that back uh, into the back page for at least a, a, few, a week or so here. I think the big thing now is when do these really strong incursions of cold drop into the lower 48? And we certainly had one this week, Great Lakes and Northeast. I mean, some of the coldest, longest coldest weather since uh, late February, March and April. This was uh, quite a little blast here. In fact, you can probably hear it in Bill's and my voices here. We're both a little gravelly here, I think, from the quick change. But uh, as we've been promising folks in the eastern seaboard, a really nice warm up again, Bill. That warm surge as we go 5, 15 degrees above normal in the uh, northeastern quadrant of the country all the way up to New England. It looks like a warm surge for Friday and even into Saturday, it'll stay that mile. Yeah, quite a quite a change here after this uh, cold surge, the coldest air so far this season in much of the northeast. We get right back into the warmer than average weather. It's not the 70s, uh, widespread 70s we had a couple of weekends ago, but hey, we're going to be pushing 60 or even into the 60s in parts of the mid-Atlantic and northeast uh, this weekend. 
weekend. And looking after that, you know, we're looking for those cold blasts this time of year. I don't really see any significant cold blasts. The 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 flow across the U.S. is more west to east. It's more zonal, which allows that cold air to stay largely locked up in Canada. Will we have a cool down by the time we get into next week? Yeah, it looks that way. But uh, again, that major Arctic blast uh, is going to be on hold here for at least the next week or so. So if you get on AccuWeather.com and you look at one of our maps uh, that looks like uh, it's kind of a, one of what we call our, our extended forecast maps, looks at the whole country, you see the jet stream. And when it has big dips and ridges and troughs, big undulations, uh, that's a, a very uh, a, an active pattern. When it gets flatter, and that's what uh, Bill means by zonal, there's more just general west to east flow. There is a one little dip, I think, as we go through the weekend, it starts to get a little colder there in the uh, northern and western plains. But then again, that it's going to dip down, but it's not going to be that, that that bitter blast that, you know, you think about this past week, we had the, the wind damaged storms, really, the almost like a severe weather event and through the Great Lakes in the Northeast and then all this cold, windy weather. So, yeah, we certainly uh, used to relax. And, and I think it's it's good, Bill, because, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I mean, we've been sitting here at times trying to figure out how do we talk about travel or not? How do we talk about what's going on in people's lives? I know there's many places in the country where they're discouraging travel. There's other places where it's allowed. And so, you know, with this pandemic, first of all, I think this is a big travel weekend. There's a lot of folks that'll be getting their kids back from college, the ones that did get to do some classes, most of them were going to go up until the Thanksgiving break and we're at that. And so I think this is going to be a busy week for travel and maybe not as centered sometimes uh, for a lot of air travel. But there's going to be a lot of, I think, regional driving and maybe, again, like the old days, Tuesday into Wednesday, pretty busy next week. And it looks like there's a, a storm that's going to be building middle of the country with some chilly rain that we may have to deal with here for the middle of the next week. Yeah, maybe not as much cross-country traveling as regional traveling, like you said. And yeah, what we're going to do is give them the forecast no matter what, uh, as we head through the days leading up to Thanksgiving. And you're right, we will be tracking a storm system that kind of gets going as early as later this week and into early next week in, in the uh, plains in the Midwest that will bring some rain and then it'll track east uh, into the northeast on Monday. And then another system on its tail, uh, probably in the Tuesday through Thanksgiving time frame. And the timing is a little bit up in the air right now. Now, Wednesday, Thanksgiving, does it rain in the Northeast? Is it dry? Computer models probably will be moving this thing along faster than than we're expecting right now. That has been the trend the past week or two. So maybe that uh, gives us hope for a dry Thanksgiving in the Northeast. Yeah, it's it's hard, folks. I'm telling you that the models are all over the road when it goes past about three or four days right now. And so we'll kind of sort that out and take it a day at a time. But it doesn't look like anything too huge uh, ticket-wise, big weather events. So uh, next week... uh, we're going to do the podcast a little bit earlier, and I'm going to have uh, my friends uh, Joe Lundberg and Heather Zare join me. We're going to have a little roundtable and get folks ready for those uh, holidays. Bill, as uh, you get the kids ready, anything going on uh, in your uh, neck of the woods that we should know about? How's things uh, going over there? I know, uh, you know, as we get into this time, it's harder with the kids, right? To kind of get some sense of normalcy in the house, right? It is. I think, uh, you know, one thing we usually do after Thanksgiving is decorate for Christmas. I think we're going to do it before this year, maybe within the next couple of days here, you know, just kind of get that spirit up because, uh, you know, it's, it's been a rough few months uh, uh, for everyone and, you know, just looking for for anything you can to, to, to shine a light. And I think we'll be getting those Christmas decorations out early before Thanksgiving. uh, Yeah. And then into the Northeast and a lot of the country has some decent weather to do that here as we head into the weekend. Bill, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you. 
So there we are. Now you are ready to take on the weather. You can certainly weatherproof this upcoming weekend and this uh, important week beyond as we get towards the Thanksgiving holiday with our newly redesigned AccuWeather.com app. You can also get uh, great stories and perspective about the weather on our website, AccuWeather.com. Follow us on Twitter, at AccuWeather, at BreakingWeather, and follow us on Facebook. All of our great media partners and our AccuWeather network keep you up to date, too, on the television, radio waves, and everything else. Uh, Friends, it's been a great episode. Uh, Thanks for the suggestion. Talking about pets, I'll do that any day. Enjoying talking about my kitties as they will help uh, keep us... uh, feeling loved here where we may not be seeing as much family here over the next couple of months as we might have thought going into this 2020 holiday season. Coming up next week, we will get you ready for the Thanksgiving holiday itself. We're going to drop the podcast a little earlier, probably by about Wednesday afternoon. We will be talking a couple of subjects. One, travel with our friends at AAA. How has the pandemic changed the holiday travel, not only for Thanksgiving, but also as we get ready for Christmas and New Year's and what to expect there. Going to talk a little sports with my friend Tony Ortiz, the sports director at WWJ in Detroit. He's going to talk about you know what it's going to be like to really not have the full Thanksgiving spirit. Detroit's been hosting a Thanksgiving football game with the Lions for decades. And we're also going to talk about the weather, go a little more in-depth with two of my friends that I consider family, meteorologist Heather Zare and Joe Lundberg will join me with a weather chat too. So we'll to travel, we'll do sports, and we'll do weather, and we'll get you ready for that Thanksgiving holiday and our final episode of the Fall Series, episode 10 next week. For executive producers Ken Prell and Andrew Robb and the hundreds of AccuWeather team members across the world that work so hard every day to keep you ahead of the storm and keep you weatherproofed, Every minute of the day, I'm Dean DeVore. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week for our final Fall Series episode here on Everything Under the Sun. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.